Beautiful. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Climbing the Pocket Mondays, where we turn your Mondays purple. Today, we have a special guest in Billy Kramer. You see him in the middle of the screen. He is going to help us break down the Dallas Cowboys and get ready because it is a post bye week extravaganza and we have a long way to go. Stick around. The show features Tyler Fornis and Deshaun Vaughn as they talk your Minnesota Vikings with you, the fans. You are looking live. And those are the words of the famous Brent Musburger. And welcome again to another episode of Climbing the Pocket Mondays. I'm your co-host, Tyler Fornis. With me, as always, the trusty producer, Dave, in the truck. And we've got uh, my co-host, Deshaun. And with us today is uh, Billy Kramer, longtime uh, Cowboys fan and a uh, good friend of Dave's, which means he's a good friend of ours. How are you today, Billy? I'm great. Thanks for having me on, guys. Our pleasure. Deshaun, it's, it's been a long bye week. How are you holding up? It is, man. It was a terrible week of football last week. I don't know what the heck they was doing out there. The, the NFL needs Vikings football. We're like carrying the season right now. I mean, like, we get one week without us, and we get, like, the Lions almost beating the Rams and the Patriots scoring, like, 50 points with Mac Jones. It, it didn't make sense. It, this is a weird Sunday. <laughs> now you're just describing college football because college football has been on all kinds of psychedelic drugs all season. It's It's just carrying over into Sundays now. So – Let's kind of get started with it. We have a huge game against the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday night, Halloween night, which means we're probably in for some shenanigans. And one of the interesting things about this game is the Vikings are coming off a bye. But they don't really get a bye week advantage because so are the Cowboys. And I think as we kind of talk about it, you're going to see stats like a bye week if you – you're more likely to win coming off a of bye week, but I, I haven't seen any stats where both teams are coming off a of bye week. So just something to keep in mind. Billy, let's talk state of the Cowboys here real quick. Um, how like, Obviously, we know that they are 5-1 and one right now, and they, outside of a couple plays in that Tampa Bay game where they probably could have won the game, they have looked really good so far this season. Uh, kind of take us through uh, the offense, the defense. Where, it, where are they sitting right now as we go into week seven? Week seven. Well, uh, we're getting a couple guys back. Uh, offensively, uh, Lael Collins uh, off of a five-week suspension, so our right tackle will be back. That'll be helpful. But Terrence Smith, in his absence, has played pretty well. And other than that, the only person we've been missing offensively is Michael Gallup, who uh, injured a calf week one. And I believe he'll be practicing. I'm not sure he'll be cleared to play. But uh, uh, other than that, offensively uh, – we're solid. We haven't. We're healthy. Dak was at the Dallas North Star game last night, so and he's not wearing a boot today. So those are both positive signs. If he's out and about, uh, he's not too concerned about rehab. Uh, defensively, we're missing uh, uh, Demarcus Lawrence, who's probably our best player on defense and uh, defensive end. But we've had uh, a number of. Uh, uh, rookies, Micah Parsons, uh, uh, Ozuka Wookie. That's a that's a mouthful for me. Okay, uh, <laughs> on the defensive line, playing well, and uh, Trayvon Diggs is leading the NFL in interceptions, which has had one every game, setting a, a record. That's uh, quite outstanding. And uh, Anthony Brown actually has been playing surprisingly well 
as the other corner. Uh, it's very solid and, uh, you know, special teams uh, has been good. Uh, but uh, I, I am thinking that the, the Vikes have a few weapons that can uh, make some damage and, and hurt the boys. They're going to have to play well. This is, this is a toss-up game as far as I'm concerned. And you guys are at home, so I hear the Cowboys are favored by two. But I'd say pick them. Yeah, and I think that's a really good point. The uh, um, oh, hold on, I'm getting an echo. Uh, so uh, the, the Vikings are favored by two right now. And when you kind of look into everything, the sports books usually give three points for a home field advantage. And now the they're giving two to, and a half to the Cowboys. It really says that the Cowboys are five and a half uh, um, point favorites on a neutral field. You know, with Vegas saying that, Billy, what what do you think is the difference what between you, you saying Pickham and Vegas saying Vegas uh, five and a half? Five and a half. Well, you're, you guys are without Patrick Peterson, and C.D. Lamb is, is going to be a superstar in this league if he stays healthy. Uh, he is something special. Um uh, Schultz, uh, our tight end, and Jarwin are are very solid. And Schultz become the new uh, security blanket for uh, Prescott uh, on third down. He's got four hundred uh, plus yards and thirty five plus catches this season. So he's been uh, very effective and uh, had just only a couple drops. Uh, the Cowboys' offense is probably second in the league. Uh, overall, I think, and except for Cleveland's running game, the Cowboys have ran the ball very, very successfully and have been impressive. So no, I, I agree one hundred percent. Deshaun, I know you had some uh, kind of questions prepared for uh, Billy, um, kind of talking Cowboys football. Um, what do you have for? Him? Uh, so not not so much questions as it was kind of observations looking back at some of their games. Um, kind of the game plan I came up with was kind of the only hope of like limiting this offense is stopping the Dallas run game with our front four. So this is a massive game for us to be getting Michael Pierce back, and it's it looks that way. We'll see how practice goes, but I think Zim said that Michael Pierce is making his way back for this game. Obviously, Zim and his history with injuries, we never know until Sunday. But this would be a very good game to get him back. Dalvin Thompson's been playing great. Armand Watson's been playing great. If we can stop Ezekiel Elliott and the Cowboys run game, Tony Pollard too, because Tony Pollard is really good. So there's really there's no plays off in this run game because both backs are really good. If we can stop them without having to load the box, we have a chance to limit the offense. If you can't do that, it's going to be a, a ton of pressure on the Vikings offense to produce. But the thing about it is, the Dallas defense doesn't pose a massive threat to stop the Vikings offense. So I was looking through some of their defensive stats. Um, Randy Gregory and Micah Parsons look to be having really good seasons. They're both graded very highly, and they both have like 22 pressures and like three or four sacks. But the only issue is 40% of Reg Randy Gregory's pressures came from one game. And then 36% of Michael Parsons' pressures came from one game. So these guys aren't, like, consistently getting after the quarterback. If you take out that one game, they're averaging, like, two or three pressures a game. 
So if Christian Darisaw continues to play well, now, of course, Michael Parsons is fast. Dude's quick, so you might be able to get a player too. But for, largely for the most part, we shouldn't have to worry about those two. Now, Osa on the inside against our lackluster interior could be a real difference maker. You know, Cousins is not really the guy to get away from pressure. So if he can start to influence the pocket, it can really help those two outside guys. As far as the linebackers, Dallas' run defense isn't great. Dalvin Cook could, I think the last time we played, um, there's really not too much, besides Marka Parsons, I don't think there's like massive changes from the last time we played. And I think Dalvin went for like 130, 140 or something like that. So he can definitely have a repeat performance. And then the Dallas back in, Trayvon Diggs is having a great season. Probably one of the better corners in the NFL. But at the exact same time, Trayvon Diggs is having a horrible season, and he's like one of the worst corners in the NFL. And it's the funniest thing ever because he leads the league in like 20-plus yards giving up. He, I think he's like like now third or fourth in the league in yards giving up because he didn't play this week. So the plays are there against Trayvon Diggs. But this game is going to, it's going to largely be about who can make the least amount of mistakes. The Vikings have, haven't been playing – while they, well, they ha- the offense hasn't been playing well. They haven't been turning the ball over entirely too much. But this week, they're going to be more at risk for that because they need to play more aggressive. They have to put points on the board because you just can't expect the defense to hold with Patrick Peterson not in the game. Was there a question in there? No, 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 no questions. No, no. I kind of answered all my own questions looking at the research. The Cowboys are such an interesting team because it's like, I don't know, man. They're weird. Like, I feel like they shouldn't be 5-1. and one, But then again, when you look at how good that offense is, it makes sense that they are 5-1. and one. And they the defense isn't great, but they take they do a fantastic job of capitalizing on their opportunities. And, I mean, largely in part of digs, but – they do a really good job of like letting the team score, but getting that one or two turnovers a game. That's really the difference maker. Great offense paired with an aggressive defense usually equals success because those one or two possessions, you flip those and turn them into seven to 14 points. That's ball game. It is definitely, especially against a team like Minnesota. You capitalize on Minnesota's turnovers and they just kind of shut down into that self-destructive shell that we see almost every single week. (laughs) What do you think, Billy? What's the game plan to beat your team? Well, you know, with with Dak having the calf injury, the first thing you got to do is see how mobile he is. I mean, it's, you know, that's a given, okay, in my book. So you got to put a little pressure on him. And uh, uh, if you can see how mobile he is, because – that's going to determine where the game is going to go. Uh, I agree with you. If you can uh, stop the run up front, that's going to be a big uh, uh, a, a big motivation for the Vikings. And Everson Griffin, who was with the Cowboys last year uh, and didn't do much, we picked him up, signed him, and then we released him. I think he'd love nothing better than to put up two sacks against the boys. Xavier Woods, who was a safety for us, and uh, we re- we didn't resign him, and now he's with you guys. He'd love nothing better to pick one off and uh, take it to the house against Stack. I'm sure. Uh, so th- those are uh, going to be keys. I I really think the offensive line for the Cowboys. Um, uh, Joe Philbin is the offensive line coach. Has done an outstanding job. 
did a decent job last year. We were really decimated on the offensive line, but everybody's healthy pretty much this year. And the offensive line is gelled. Connor Williams has played much better. Terrence uh, Smith has been very good in the absence of Lael Collins. And Tyron Smith is a, a, a soon-to-be a Hall of Famer whenever he decides to retire. Okay? Uh, so uh, we've had a few offensive uh, penalties. Uh, Connor Williams had a very stupid uh, 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 personal foul at the end of the Patriots game. You can't do those kind of you know, Tyler was saying it'd be one or two plays. That's the kind of play you cannot have. And either team, you know, makes a, a silly mistake like that or a big turnover in the red zone. That's a problem. Okay. Uh, I, I think the boys will, it'll be a good game. Is Zach the Martin still playing? Games, He's still healthy. I'm right? sorry? Zach Martin. Oh, Zach Martin's one of the best in the league, okay? He's, he's elite. Like the the, the oh. cherry on top of the banana split, okay? So, uh, Zach Martin's a top two guard in the NFL, and I don't think he's two. Right, and and we've got Michael Pierce coming off injury. Most likely will give him most of the attention, if not Dalvin Tomlinson. So it's going to be a fun matchup. The Vikings no, have given the Cowboys a lot of trouble the last two or three games they've played, including winning a couple. Dalvin Cook is slashed for over 100, like Deshaun was saying, and we couldn't stop him. I think our defense is better, but it's by no means uh, – we're not a top 15 run-stopping defense. So, you know, uh, I definitely can see 100 yards giving up uh, uh, by our defense. To, to cook and company, uh, it, it'll be interesting. Absolutely. And uh, one thing I, I'm very curious about as far as perception from Cowboys fans, uh, somebody like Trevon Diggs, obviously that we talked about, he's the 34th in the league at yards given up, but he's also number one in the league by far in interceptions with seven. And he's on pace to absolutely shatter the uh, NFL record of 11, I believe is co-hold by Everson Walls and the Vikings, Paul Krause. With that kind of aggressiveness on defense, uh, uh, what's the viewpoint from the fan base? Is it, hey, I, you know, let's just be a little smarter here and not give up so many big plays, or are they leaning more towards the side of, hey, you know what, they're they're making plays happen? Like, uh, what's the viewpoint from the fan base on on how the defense is playing? Oops, hold on a second. There you go. Krause is number twenty-two. Yeah, for him. Day, causing us grief. Yeah. He was a, great, a, a Hall of Famer, a great player. Um, Nobody's going to beat his interception record. Nobody. Uh, uh, no. I think uh, uh, to, the Cowboys in the last two or three years have been down at the bottom of the uh, NFL as far as takeaways. Uh, this year we're plus seven, which is uh, wow. uh, a big difference in a big turnaround. Uh, we've had some fumbles uh, last week. Gregory had a, a forced uh, uh, sack fumble that he just pulverized uh, Mac Jones. That, that that hurt watching it. Okay, uh, I think the uh, the fans are very happy to see the increase in the turnovers and turnover ratio. Uh, nobody wants to see you get burned. I you know this. 
uh, Trayvon's only a two second year player. He's only played 15, 20 games. Okay. Because uh, he missed a few games uh, last year with an injury in his uh, lower extremity. Uh, he's going to get better. And uh, he seems to be a student of the game. And his ball skills are, <laughs> he might be better than his brothers. They'll tell anybody. <laughs> uh, so, uh, and, and I, I think something that's, I listen to a lot of the Cowboy podcasts and have for a while. They all say the same thing. We have had zero safeties of any quality in the last three, four, five, ten years, okay? And we picked up a couple guys in free agency, and unfortunately, a lot of times, like last year with Everson Griffin, we pick him up in free agency. He didn't work out. Hey, he's worked out wonderful for you guys. But the guys we picked up this year in free agency at safety, Hooker, Curse, uh, KZ, okay, have played outstanding, okay? And they're coming off ACLs and uh, uh, torn Achilles, okay, which are big injuries. So we didn't know what the heck we were going to get. And they're they're playing outstanding, uh, and that's going to help Diggs be a better uh, corner because he's got uh, help. Now, last week at the end of the game, 75-yard touchdown by the Patriots after the pick six by Diggs, you know, they blew it, okay? No communication. That's that's the learning process that's still going on for the boys, and that will hopefully continue to grow, and we'll get better. Well, we happen to know J. Ron Curse just a little bit. <laughs> he hates us, man. It's hilarious. It's no, so funny. He hates, he hates, he hates Zimmer. He hates Zimmer. <laughs> he, he feels uh, – so we drafted J. Ron Curse in the seventh round in, I believe it was um, 2016. And it, he showed a lot of promise and played really well at times. But there was – let's just put it this way. He felt like he was held back and not given an opportunity to actually play when he had earned it. And I think yeah, there was a big sentiment from the fan base that – he should have been given more run and it's really no surprise that he's playing as well as he is for Dallas because he, he's a real hybrid. He can play in the slot. He can play like a, like a small linebacker. He can play a strong safety, not necessarily the best in a deep middle, but when you have guys like hooker and KZ, you can afford to uh, use uh, J Ron curses, really a gadget knife and just a Swiss army knife kind of player. Like, it's really no shock that he's playing as well, and especially with the creativity that Dan Quinn has with that cover three. like That's a really big find for the Cowboys. Well, if we had a comeback coach of the year award, I'd say Dan Quinn would get it from anybody in the NFL. Uh, you know, he, he's resurrected this defense in no time at all, you know, just this half season. And, you know, I don't know where we're at, somewhere 20 to – maybe 16 ranked, but we were 30th last year, and we don't have to be a top 10 defense with the offense that we have. Uh, we just have to be, you know, bend, don't break, and, you know, give up 20, 25, because we're, we're averaging 34, 35 points a game, which is, you know, that, that puts pressure on. Uh, uh, you know, and I think one of the keys of the game this week will be the Vikings coming out in the first 
two or three possessions and getting a couple scores, okay? Because uh, Dallas fumbled last week playing sloppily at, at the beginning, and we were slow until the third quarter to come back. If the Vikes put some pressure on us, that's going to be a key. And points on the board early, I think, uh, will be a huge benefit for the Vikings' chances of coming away with a W. Who do you credit with the offense, offense's success? Do you credit Mike McCarthy? I, I, I you know, it's funny. <laughs> I swear to God, I do this. When I go to the market or I'm in the mall or something, and I see anybody wearing any Green Bay gear, I swear I do this. I go up to them, don't know them, and I say, thank you for your coach, okay? Because we needed Garrett out of there, okay? <laughs> I do that all the time. Uh, I credit McCarthy in giving the confidence to Kellen Moore to be creative and push, okay? Uh, I'm sure he's giving input because he was a – uh, a, a, a very smart offensive play caller when he had Aaron Rodgers um, up in uh, uh, Green Bay. But more this year is being more creative, more flexible, more movement, and the offense has reflected. Uh, it's flowed much easier, okay? And uh, uh, so – McCarthy's got to give insight to Moore, but Moore is applying that insight with greater understanding and uh, skill. Okay, what you're saying is he's letting his coordinators have a little bit more freedom than maybe he did in Green Bay. Or... No, I, that's, no, because Bones Fossil is calling, and he didn't even tell McCarthy a couple times, on when they're doing fakes. He's just calling it. What I think McCarthy's doing is is saying, hey, you can do more. I'm not limiting whether it's a flea flicker, an end around, a double pass, whatever it is, uh, uh, a, three, a three tight set more. And more is incorporating that in a more creative flow that's making the offensive more productive and lethal because Prescott's averaging 70 some percent completion rate on his passes. And that's partly because the receivers are doing great. Cooper's a great route runner. CD lambs. He just slithers around there like a snake. Okay. Dalton Schultz, as I mentioned, is quite the uh, security blanket and you got a lot of weapons. Okay. So the trick is pressure. And with the boot, that's why I say at the beginning of the game, I put pressure on Dak to see how effective he is moving in the pocket. Billy, you were called out by Larry. He says, if you're such a fan, why aren't you rep representing by wearing their shirt? Go ahead and show him. Larry is obviously uninformed. I go back to the ice bowl as my earliest memory, okay? I'm going to turn around for you gentlemen and ladies, not to be sexist, okay? Hopefully you guys can see this. First of all, let me, there's number 12, okay? That would be Roger the Dodgers number for you old timers. And can you see that, Dave? Am I centered? Yes, you are yeah. centered. You're perfect. You're showing old man Staubach. That's it. 
So all I got to say to Larry is bite me, okay? <laughs> <laughs> got that, Larry? You just got flamed. All right. So while, while, we're, while we're biting people, let's <laughs> let's talk let's talk about biting some kneecaps here. Uh, not really. Um, <laughs> keep your back for us. You. <laughs> Larry, you're on fire tonight. Keep it up. We appreciate it. All right. So uh, as far as uh, stopping the Vikings on offense with that defense, obviously we've talked about the success of the defense and what, what they've really keyed in on, which has been a very aggressive play style. They've, they've gotten some really good finds, especially at the safety position this offseason. Randy Gregory finally looks like he has his act all the way together, which is fantastic to see as on a personal level and a professional level. How would you go about it, stopping this offense of the Minnesota Vikings? They have really kind of changed their formula for the most part over uh, last year. They're doing a lot less play action, a lot more of the quick passing game, uh, utilizing 11 personnel, uh, about 120% more than they did last year. And In fact, after this game, they're probably going to surpass the amount of times they had three wide receivers on the field in just seven games. And it – this Vikings team has really done 180 in that aspect. How do you think the Cowboys are going to be in their in best position to be able to stop the Vikings? Well, a couple. Of, I'm not a big fantasy football player, but a buddy of mine, Mike, as a pool, and I get into it. I always grab Thielen because he's slippery. Reminds me. Cooper Cup reminds me of Thielen, okay? He always burns the Cowboys. He's very effective. He knows how to get open. He's fast. He goes over the middle. He basically is a consummate receiver, and he's going to get his. I would put digs on him and let him travel with him. And then I'd worry about putting two guys on your number two, okay? that That's how I would do it because Thielen scares me. He does. Uh, he, he's burned us before. He'll do it again. He's that good. He's one of those guys that when the game comes up on the schedule, the defensive coordinator says, we got a game plan for him, okay? And the same thing with Cook. You know what, what Cook does that I really like is when Cousins throws him the little flare passes coming out of the backfield, he doesn't throw it laterally okay he throws it three to five yards up the field so cook is moving forward with momentum and he's dangerous he's dangerous as all hell okay so you guys are going to put up points i you know and there's going to be a couple of big plays well little do you know just like back when randy moss broke his game out back on Thanksgiving in his rookie year. We have a three-deep situation again. Um, We have our number one receiver is Justin Jefferson. Adam Thielen is number two. And our number three is uh, K.J. Osborne. And he is fast, and he can go deep, baby. And you guys are going to have a rough time if that's the case. Uh, I, I, I know Jefferson fast, but, but Thielen's got that experience. Oh, and, he does. And, and he's, he's just very savvy. And, uh, you know, he, he reminds me a lot of Amari Cooper, okay? 
you know, he can run his routes. He, he can, and he can accelerate to get the pay. He's running right with the DB and all of a sudden the ball, he's got that next gear to go get it. Okay. Jefferson is uh, Jeffries is still young and mm-hmm. yeah, he's fast. Okay. And that's why I put two guys on him. Okay. Cause I don't put a safety in a corner. Uh, you know, you got Jordan Lewis, he's fast. And quick, and you put somebody over the top uh, as help. It's a tough situation. I mean, I know it firsthand because the Cowboys do it to the other teams with when they got Gallup and uh, uh, Cedric Wilson in that third slot with Cooper and Lamb. It's which what's your poison? Okay, you got to pick one. Well, and you said Cedric's in the slot mostly. Cedric's done extremely well. So far for you guys. And that's he's, one matchup I want to see because he'll be going up against McKenzie Alexander. Yeah. He's a free agent, and uh, I'd love to see the Cowboys uh, resign him. He's been he, – he made a great catch last week against the Patriots, on uh, a fourth and four, where he went up big time, uh, and that saved us the, with the field goal. Uh, he's got good hands, he's fast, and he can yards after the catch. He's very effective that way. What's funny, Deshaun? Nah, I keep, I don't know, y'all keep making fun of me. <laughs> Twitter, Miles just tagged me in something that Luke wrote <laughs> about Alexander Madison. My man got traded this week. That was a gut punch. I was having a great bye week, and he just traded my mans, like, for nothing. That was crazy. Hey, I- I just want to point out we are missing Joseph Shea in the chat. Joseph, hey, hey, here he is. Hey, he's not the perfect timing. There he is. Oh, Joseph, I I ask, and you have delivered. I was just, I'm just sitting here enjoying. It was like on Saturday or something. Just sitting here enjoying my Saturday, and I just said he let my boy go. Like, what? Like, what is that about? (laughs) Um, I mean, hey, I I want to see. Joe uh, Jones get more snaps because he did show that he he can move a little bit, but man, this is not the week for it. You're going against a future Hall of Famer. It's just it's the this is a bad week to try to. I mean, it's just it's rough. You're going into this game with Everson Griffin. At least Griffin's coming off a bye week. That's the good thing. He's rested. He'll be fresh going against Tyron Sith. He'll probably get a couple snaps. I mean, they'll probably go back and forth all day. Smith is going to shut Wanham out. I mean, Wanham has been shut out by like much, much lesser players. And now he's going up against, you know, this beast of a tackle. So Zim is definitely going to have to get creative. He's going to have to use that speed of a lot of the guys up front. Um, Armand Watts, the last time we played the Cowboys, he actually had a really good game. It was like one of the highest graded games of his career outside of last game. Um, he had like like four run stops on like six run defense snaps. So he had a very good game last time. That defensive line, that's where that's where it's gonna be won. It's gonna be won in the trenches because both offensive lines look like they are going to win the matchup against the defensive lines. I mean, Daniel Hunter is a great player, but you you can kind of put two bodies on them on him and kind of let the rest of your guys go one on one because they're that good. I mean, if you ask me between Zach Martin and Armand Watts, I'm going to take Martin every single time. If you ask me between Wanham or Griffin and versus Smith, I'm going to lean Smith just about every single time. So the Dallas Cowboys are averaging like 
I think the most pressures they gave up this season was like 13 against the Bucks, which is a really good pass rushing team. They gave up like five against the Panthers. So sure it's not going to be in the Vikings' favor. For the Cowboys, they have to blitz. Kirk Cousins is not good against the blitz. He has not been great against the blitz this year. I think he's completing less than 50% of his passes. He hasn't turned the ball over yet. He might have fumbled, but he hasn't turned. I don't think he's turned the ball over yet against the blitz. But against the blitz, his yards per attempt is like four yards. So they have a great blitzing linebacker in Michael Parsons. I say you send him like once or twice a drive. Just continue that aggressive style of play and go after Kirk Cousins and don't let him sit in that pocket and pick you apart because from a clean pocket, Kirk Cousins is one of the best QBs in the NFL and Dallas's defense is not good enough to play conservative and still stop the Vikings offense. So I say, you know, second quarter, third quarter, when a game starts to wind down, take those chances because you're going against, well, first of all, you're going against a team that doesn't really play too well from behind, even though I feel like every single game we've had to come and do this game-winning drive for whatever reason. But get them making mistakes, force them to make mistakes, and the Cowboys can walk away with a win from this game. On the other side, we have to play carefully, but also we have to like find this good mix of aggression because we you don't want to get into – you want to stay ahead. You don't want to get into this – this keep up game because Dak Prescott and their wide receivers are running all over the field. So stay aggressive, come out like we did against the Cardinals where we got like a touchdown on the second play of the game. And, but you have to keep that up for a long time. And we're going to see a lot about this coaching staff because they know, I think they, everybody knows that the Cowboys probably have the best offense in the NFL outside the Cardinals might even be better than the Cardinals. The defense is, they lost their best corner. One of their best players you know there's pressure on the offense. You know you have to keep up. Do these teams, do these coaches, you know, kind of accept that fact, even though your head coach is a defensive guy, and you say, hey, Kirk, we need you to go out there and score 40 points this game. Do they come out with that kind of aggressiveness, and do they sustain it? If not, it's probably going to end at a loss. Well, you said something I like, Deshaun, and – come out in the second and third quarter. One of the things the Cowboys have done with running the ball is in the fourth quarter, then they're getting the defensive line tired. So if you guys can't stop the run early, I think the run effectiveness by uh, uh, the two running backs, Zeke and Pollard, are going to be costly because they're splitting up the number of rushes between the two of them, roughly 2010, maybe uh, 2014, something like that, okay? Keeping them both fresh. And the offensive line, you know, theoretically, we could have three pro bowlers. And Collins, who won't get one because he missed five games, but he should have got one last year. Uh, Then uh, Zach Martin, who's a perennial, and Tyron Smith, who had surgery in the offseason, and last five, six years, he'd missed three or four games every season, hasn't missed a game this year, coming off the bye, which keeps him healthy, which is really important, okay? And uh, so it, he's going to be effective. And, uh, and for it, the it, viewers, it, their PFF scores are in the 90s. <laughs> Just to let you know. 
Well, you know, Zach Martin's been rated as one of the, the top players in the league. The, the Cowboys have been, you know, injuries play such a huge part in the game. And offensively, we've basically only had one injury all season. Okay. And that's the Gallup injury. So that's, that's a blessing. Yep. People brought up uh, the Drew Pearson push-off. Did Pearson push off back then? Since we're the old two old-timers. Yeah, that's you before know, my I, time. I, to, to, to quote Jim Rome, scoreboard, baby. Okay, of course you did. <laughs> you, ain't, you ain't cheating, you ain't trying, okay? Come on. You, you play to win. You know, back back in the days of NBA, it was, you know, tackle people and 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 throw them down. It was a more physical game back then. It was more physical. Obviously, no replay. And uh, uh, well, we had two weeks ago, uh, the Chiefs mugged somebody on a hail mary twice, and they got replay and better reps. All I gotta say is, Pearson, nice job. And anybody has any doubts, Des. That was a catch. Okay, let me get it that out. Was of it. Catch. it was a catch. It was a catch. Okay. Yes, Anybody it gets in front of you will get a beer bottle. Okay. That's that was a terrible call. Cost us a Super Bowl chance right there. But Aaron Rodgers is a <laughs> he just has killed us over the years. Killed us. Where's luck? Well, luckily yeah, Zimmer has a has Aaron pretty close. We beat them a few times, and it's it's about a five hundred record since Zimmer showed up. But before then, it was like open season. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's why the ref took the whiskey bottle to the head. You are a hundred percent correct, Joseph. Yeah, Joseph's just on fire in the chat here today. I, I, I'm looking for a real close game. If you stay with us in the fourth quarter, you you, you got to have a good chance. That's for sure. Okay. Just, uh, I think uh, I honestly think I think if this if this game if this if it's close I think the Vikings win it. <laughs> I think if the Vikings stick around with the Cowboys I think they win. Your their offense their offense can score a lot of points but if their offense is consistently needed to stay in front Zim's gonna make something happen. He does it every single time. It's if the offense can keep up. Zim is going to make something happen. Just like the Viking, just like the Cowboys and their aggressive defense, Zim can skins, he can definitely scheme something up to take away a possession. We've seen him do it. We saw him do it against Kyler Murray. Even though Dak Prescott is a lot more careful than Kyler Murray with the football, but we saw him do it against Kyler Murray. He did it against Baker Mayfield. He did it against uh, Joe Burrow. He did it. He's done it almost every single game this season. Even whether it's back-to-back sacks, whether it's interceptions, Zim is going to make something happen if the offense can keep up. So just like the last game where it was kind of up to the defense to make that play and Kendricks had that sweet tip against Ezekiel Elliott, I think if it comes down to it and we're like tied or this is like a two- or three-point game at the end, I think the Vikings win it. I think the Cowboys have to come out, be super aggressive, get ahead early, and make the Vikings one-dimensional, make them play from behind, and get a lot of pressure on Kirk Cousins. And I think that's the best way they come out of this game. Let me ask you guys. You're Kirk Cousins and Zimmer. Do you throw a digs, 
or do you stay away from him? Oh, you throw right yeah. at him. You got you throw you throw right at you him. throw to the open guy. Uh, I don't like you. I think you obviously have to be careful with Diggs because his aggressiveness is going to lead to plays, but his aggressiveness is also going to be uh, conducive to the double move. I, I can see uh, Kubiak and Zimmer running a bunch of uh, outs and uh, hitches real early and then try to get him to bite on one or two of them and then take it over the top. Um, I'm going to be careful throwing at Diggs, but I'm not going to avoid him because that aggressive nature is going to bite him at some point. But you also have to be careful that his aggressive nature doesn't bite you either. So it's kind of a catch-22. You have to be really careful and calculated. And that's something that Kirk Cousins has done a really good job so far this year. He's been careful and calculated when throwing the football. And also, that other corner matchup is kind of a mismatch. I know Anthony Brown has been playing relatively well, but any guy that's not a top corner in the NFL really isn't much of a match for J.J. or Thielen. Also, in the slot, so it it's kind of enticing to throw at the guy who's been – super aggressive and it's been giving up these plays, but you're also, you have this mismatch on the other side of the field, especially if it's Justin Jefferson. I mean, JJ hasn't been like Jamar chase exciting, but he's been doing some crazy stuff. Like he's like consistently coming down with contested catches every single week, like to the point where this guy is like almost unstoppable. So if you're not like Jalen Ramsey or like Marcus Peters or like Xavier and Howard or something like that, it's almost a mismatch every single time. So I'd be surprised if Diggs doesn't travel with Justin Jefferson and you kind of play a little conservative with Thielen because Diggs is like by far your best corner. Even though he, yes, yes, he gets beat, but he's like, he gives you your best chance to cover Justin Jefferson. So we'll see what they do. And then it kind of leaves the other side of the field open. I mean, of course, they have their the Vikings have their obligation to the run game, so we'll hope that on first and second down it actually produces something, so we can so we can play action pass. But I mean, I would and my I would target Dix because in six games he's been giving up a lot. I think you you go at him. You have in his mind that we are going to go at you all game. We don't care about your seven interceptions, but. On the other side with Thielen, he easily can go for 12, 13 catches, like 140 in this game. We have so many – there's there's just a lot of ways to exploit the Dallas defense, and that's why I want them to stay aggressive. I, they, like, we need – to win this game, we need the Vikings offense to stay aggressive, and we have the means to do so as long as the offensive line is keeping Cousins clean. Who has the better lo- – well, this is a bad question. I was going to say who has the better line. That's easy. Offensive oh, line, yes. The offensive line, by far. Like, by far. But if you put two and two together, yes, Joe. I think I would still lean Dallas. I would probably lean Dallas because I think the Vikings are going to get some on the Dallas defense. Zim is just entirely too creative. I mean, he confuses people. The way he schemes confuses people. But when it comes when it when it comes down to just man on man getting your pressures like last like last game against the the Panthers we saw man on man our guys were just beating their guys. I don't think we're going to see that this week against the Cowboys. It's going to take a lot of scheming, a lot of blitzes. We'll probably get a sack or two, maybe three. We're going to get a few pressures. But when it comes to just drop back passing, you're not really scheming anything. I don't see us doing too well as the Cowboys on their defensive line 
they could probably get a few wins on our guys from just drop back passing. Even though we have been going to the quick game a lot more, Kirk Cousins is near the bottom in the league in yards per attempt because of the way we're running our offense. But when he does get that time, he's one of the better quarterbacks. I don't want to say the best, but he's one. he's been good when he's holding the ball a little longer when they are affording him that time. I think against the Panthers, he threw the ball. I had posted a chat, a stat in the chat. I think he, he held the ball 16 times over what's considered to be quick. And he completed like 66% of his passes, two touchdowns and no interceptions. So while I would lean Dallas to having the, the better two pair of lines, it's almost kind of even, but if one if like one mix of units was to take over, I would, lean towards Dallas just because that offensive line man that, that offensive line is crazy like they don't get enough credit for how well that offense runs because those guys are just like it's ridiculous anytime you walk into an NFL stadium against four NFL guys and only give up five pressures in four quarters that's insane like that's crazy only five times in an entire game and it's happened like two or three times this season for the Cowboys that Dak Prescott has been pressured like he's not even creating his own pressures. That offense is playing so well. It's it's kind of crazy out there. Well, Dak, I think, is one of the best quarterbacks in the league. And I've said this two, three years ago, coming rolling out of the pocket and throwing on the run. And they haven't been doing that at, at this year design. He's done it being flushed out of the pocket uh, because of they're taking it easy on him making sure nothing happens after the surgically repaired leg in the offseason last year's injury. Uh, But Prescott can hurt you, and I I expect him to do the same. You guys' corners are middle of the road, okay? And unless you put some real pressure, and that means, in my mind, blitz, because you guys have both kind of said it, how good the offensive line is for the boys. Uh, you know, that's Dak will stand back there and, and he'll, uh, he'll carve it up. He can do that. Cousins can too. If you give him the time, he's got that kind of arm. He's got that experience. The only difference is he didn't have the mobility that Dak has. Correct. And are you aware that the Vikings lead the league in sacks and pressures this season? Somebody has to. <laughs> uh, no, I. It, uh, I've been very impressed with the Cowboys' turnaround on defense this year. I haven't seen the Vikings play that much. Uh, mostly highlights, uh, even though I do watch the red zone. Uh, it, it's. Anybody gets a plus two in the turnover margin, that team wins, okay? I don't think either team can overcome losing two turnovers. Uh, it, uh, uh, I wouldn't be surprised because uh, Bones Fossil has been very quiet this year on special teams. He may pull out a special teams trick play for this one, especially with an extra week off, okay? And uh, so – the other thing is Randy Gregory, as Tyler talked about earlier, he's really coming into his own. He's healthy. His personal life seems to be going in the right direction. I would not be surprised 
to have him have another strip sack this week. He's he is very fast coming around the edge. And while we definitely benefit from blitzing and we have a little bit, he's one of him and Oso can get that pressure, especially he can come up from the middle Oso, but uh, but Gregory can come on the outside. He's he's talented. He'll be going against be a rookie. Offensive well, we, tackle. Uh, we, we appreciate you guys doing that, okay? Thank you. Well, it's better than, <laughs> than our backup. Right. right. So I saw a question yeah, in the chat awesome. asking where the, the Cowboys are coming in with sacks and pressures. They're towards the bottom in the league in actual sacks, but I think they're middle of the pack, like 14, maybe 15 in pressures. Uh, so you would expect some of those pressures to start to translate into sacks. They have three guys with almost 20. Osa has 19, and I think Parsons and Gregory have 22 apiece. Um, they're not, I mean, maybe they're not finishing their plays as much with only 13. I think their highest sack total is Gregory with four, I think. Um, but they have three, I mean, whenever you have three guys who can rush the passer, it's always a good thing. Uh, pressures probably influence the play a little bit more than sacks do. So they're, they're, they're capable for sure. Um, but I think Brian O'Neill is having a fantastic year. He, I think he has. I don't think he's given up a sack. He might have. He's given up a very limited amount of pressures in six games. So I'm not worried about whoever goes up against O'Neal. Uh, Darisaw showed a lot going against Brian Burns, and Brian Burns is like a suit. He's super athletic. He's like one of the one of the more athletic guys you'll see at edge in the league. So I think it's kind of prepared him for somebody like Gregory. I, th- I think Darisaw will do well. I'm just, I'm worried about Osa against Cleveland and Bradbury, and I think you get a little any kind of creativity in there, and that guy is going to shine because those those interior, oof, it's just not it's not good in there. And who's the Dallas no tackle? I'm not. I saw those three, but I'm not too sure. There's a nose tackle that's doing too much. We're rotating a number of guys: uh, uh, Urban, uh, Watkins, Basham. Oso, so they're they're running in a a few of them in that. But but you said something we're low in sacks. Sacks is not where the game is won and lost. I think there's more importance with pressure because you force the issue, and that I think has led to more turnovers that the Cowboys have been able to uh, take advantage of, and that's been very productive. Okay, so while sacks gets more notoriety and glamour, if you will. The bottom line is what the quarterback or the situation warrants, not getting the playoff right or having the throw on the run being incomplete in a third down, and you then force a punt and, uh, you know, get the ball back. So um, uh, it's important to make – to stay in your lanes, not as much in this game as it will be when we play the Cardinals down the road. But, uh, you know, I, I look for Cook to be a uh, um, a safety valve all over the place, and somebody like a Micah Parsons who can run has got to stay with him because Cook gets that – I mentioned it earlier. He gets that little four or five-yard throw in the flat. He can go, and that's – that's 20 yards anytime. He's that shake and bake. He's strong. He's it quick. Is. Make a guy or two move, and that's scary. There's your first step. Yeah, I, th- 
I think if Cook can get going in this game, the Vikings offense is going to be practically unstoppable. I think if you can, because with Cook, you can't really pressure Cousins. If you can't pressure Cousins, you can't really hope to stop the Vikings offense. I mean, it's not particularly hard to pressure Cousins, but it's like the key is stopping the Vikings the Vikings offense. Once Cousins shuts down, kind of everything else shuts down. But the Cowboys don't really have the means to stop Dalvin Cook. The front, their, their front four isn't really made for run defending they're kind of like they're they're the smaller guys they're the they're athletic guys to get after the passer which couples well with their team who scores a lot of points but and that's why i say if we can stay in this game if we can run dalvin cook i think the vikings actually win this game and that i'm, I'm sure that'll be the game plan coming in is to get dalvin cook going the the cowboys are probably key in on it early and load the box I think this is going to be a super important game for Clint Kubiak. I think that's this is like this is it right here for him. You get a full week to game plan. I mean, the play calling started off kind of hot, dropped off. I uh, came back pretty okay against Seattle, and then uh, against the Panthers, it was okay, but then kind of fell off a cliff again. This is like a super important game for him. You're going up against Kellen Moore, who's like a star now. Dude's been calling great plays, probably going to get a chance to be a head coach next season. You're going up against this guy who's been hot all season. Like, you got to bring it to the table. Like, you see a stack box, you see the run is running, the run is working. You got to start popping off at the play action. You got to start doing things a little differently. And like I said, you had a full week to work for this game. He has to come out and show something. Well, you said a couple things there I want to comment on. I agree with you. The Cowboys' defense is not geared to be a run stopper. Last year, the problem was, and Jalen Smith, I think, led the NFL in in tackles or was right at the top, top three. But they were five, ten yards down the line, past the line of scrimmage. This year, the linebackers, Neal, Parsons, uh, Van Der Esch, uh, have been uh, – done much better job of filling those holes. So I think that's important. Uh, as far as more, <laughs> I, he, he had an interview last year with Philly. I, my gut feeling tells me he'll get a couple more uh, interviews this year, but Jerry Jones is going to pay him big bucks because there is no salary cap on coaches. And he's going to say, hey, you stay here for three more years, and then McCarthy's contract is up. You can be the coach of the Dallas Cowboys, and I—that's—that's that's my guess on that. I, I put my two cents in and put twenty bucks on that right now. Okay, Jerry's going to pay him a million, <laughs> a million five, and he'll stay there because we, we we have a chance right now to make a little run. Okay, and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and Jer- Jerry hasn't. Jerry's got big pockets when he bought the. Cowboys for 188, 189 million back in 89. He mortgaged everything and now he's worth 4 billion. Okay? He hasn't won a Super Bowl since 94, 90. He wants one bad, okay? Mm-hmm. He's salivating and he ain't getting any younger, okay? So, uh, he's going to keep Kellen Moore at all costs, okay? You can't stop him from going, but by God if he can, he'll keep him paying him to keep him happy. Absolutely. And uh, we are getting a little short on time here, gentlemen. So uh, what I want to do is kind of wrap it up. Uh, Final thoughts from everybody and a score prediction. Well, we'll start with Billy and then kind of loop clockwise around the screen. Uh, Billy, final thoughts on uh, 
on this matchup, what you're kind of looking forward to, and what do you think the score will be and who wins? Real quick, uh, first of all, thanks for having me on, Dave. I appreciate it. Really enjoyed myself. Uh, I'm going to go uh, 31-27. I think it's going to be a nail-biter, uh, but the boys are going to come out on top. Uh, but I would not surprise to me to see us lose this one. It'll be a good game, an enjoyable Halloween night. Who do you think wins, though, Billy? Cowboys. Okay. 31-27. Perfect. Deshaun? Uh, I, uh, I, think, I think Dalvin goes for another big game. He quietly had one – what do you have? 140 against the Panthers, who was a really silent defense. I think Calvin goes off. Dalvin goes off this game. I do think we lose, though. Unfortunately, I think it'll be high scoring, but I think in in glamorous meltdown fashion, we uh, lose in the final moments because it's on brand for us this season. <laughs> All right, Dave. What about you? No, I'm taking the Vikings. We tend to beat the Cowboys, especially at home. So I'm taking the Vikings. I'll give you score on Wednesday during Vikings happy hour, however. All right, perfect. Well, uh, Billy, we greatly appreciate you coming on and shedding some insight here on the Dallas Cowboys. I, unfortunately, am also going to pick the Cowboys. I, But I think it's going to be a lower-scoring game. Um, with both teams coming off a of bye, there's going to be a lot of X's and O's. There's going to be a lot of in-depth film study. And these teams are going to know each other better than any non-divisional opponent that they're going to play all season because of the two weeks between games. And I think it's going to be a like a 24-20 to 20 type of game with uh, Dallas coming out on top. And I think the loss of Patrick Peterson is going to loom very large towards the end of the game. Just that you're talking about, and we really haven't talked about these guys at all, CeeDee Lamb, Amari Cooper, and then Cedric Wilson has really stepped up big uh, in the absence of Michael Gallup. And if Gallup was playing this game, I think they would be able to take it to another level. But 24-20, I think it's a really hard-fought competitive game that just the better team ends up winning, and that's the Dallas Cowboys. So, gentlemen, great show this evening. Thank you very much. Mary, you have been mentioned in the chat here tonight. We have missed you in the chat here this evening. Daniel, I greatly appreciate uh, the compliment that wish we would never end. That was very kind of you. We work really hard <laughs> to, try create, to try and create some purple for Monday evenings. Uh, with that being said, from Deshaun Dave, our special guest, Billy, uh, I am Tyler. Uh, please remember to tune in next week. We're going to talk about the game on Sunday, and we're going to also preview next week against the Baltimore Ravens. But remember, we're the only ones to turn your Mondays purple. Take care and skull, everybody. Skull, everyone. Thanks for watching. Like, subscribe, and ring the bell. And if you're listening on your favorite aggregator, make sure you rate us. And always feel free to join the conversation here at Climbing the Pot.